Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. Thanks for coming back and joining me again for more metaphysical curiosities and quotes and crystals, you know, and all the things that I really love to talk about and hopefully you love to listen to. So it's another week and it has been raining at my neck of the woods and it has been absolutely freaking delightful because... (laughs) In my area, it gets real dry, so rain is a veritable miracle, so Lorelai is very excited, and I'm speaking third person already. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, let's dive into some of our amazing crystals and quotes and topics. How's about we talk about the crystal of the week, which is Mukite. I know that sounds like such an odd name, doesn't it? So... I had been kicking around Mukite for quite a while, and I don't really know why, because it is such a beautiful stone. It's got all these beautiful red and white and even mustard hues in the stone. I'm actually holding it right now as we're as we're as we're listening and chatting. And it is such an earthly stone. So if you need some good grounding, Mukite is an excellent grounding stone. But there's that there's more. But wait there's more guys (laughs) sorry I'm getting real cheesy (laughs) this is what you get when you talk to yourself for like 30 plus minutes (laughs) you get real cheesy anyway so I looked up Mukite on energy muse we're we're moving back into energy muse and they had a really great description of it so um, this is from energymuse.com forward slash Mukite dash meaning and this is what they have to say about Mukite With its range of vibrant, earthy colors, the Mukite crystal harnesses the powerful medicine of the earth, helping to ground and center the spirit with its healing vibrations. The adventurous, robust vibes of the Mukite crystal, meaning, make it perfectly the perfect highway companion on any journey. A stable and reliable wingman, the Mukite crystal offers the medicine of personal power and willpower, the traits we need to bolster the courage and insight for making life's big decisions. The meaning of Mukite. The Mukite crystal stone meaning has long been associated with royalty, particularly during medieval times. In fact, a polished Mukite stone set in gold was the favorite bling among lords and ladies from the days of old. Its meaning can be traced back as far as the 12th century to the lives and times of German mystic and healer Hildegard of Bingen. Her tonic for easing insomnia and nervous tension was simple but legendary, a mukite crystal stone soaked in wine. More recently, the mukite is a favorite 
in to include in healing layouts because it represents the earth element, making it a stable and grounding complement to other stones. Its meaning can be traced back as far as the 12th century to the life and times of German mystic and healer Hildegard Bingen. Oh, they like totally repeated themselves like verbatim. <laughs> I didn't even realize that when I first read this. I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, they literally just repeated themselves. And so we're moving on. <laughs> kind of weird. I'm like, oh, that's exactly the same as what I just read. Okay, anyway. The healing properties of mukite. Like an espresso for the soul, the mukite crystal is an excellent all-over energizer that cleanses and activates the root chakra, sacral chakra, and solar plexus chakra. Need a spiritual pick-me-up? The Mukite Crystal Stone encourages you to take control of your destiny and shoot for the stars. Its medicine reminds us that we're the CEO of our own lives and it's time to start making executive decisions. And this is where the Mukite Crystal comes in for its celestial power play. Its healing properties are known to help sharpen your intuition, which is the language of your soul, a wise inner voice that has the ability to just know. The Mukite crystal reawakens your inner spirit, the sensible part of yourself that always knows the way towards the light, especially when you're guided by love. The powerful grounding energy of the Mukite crystal guides us towards making choices that reflect our hopes, not our fears. And remember, big decisions are the catalyst for action and your chance to channel the playful spontaneity of Carpe Diem. Mukite Properties when it comes to healing properties, its energy reflects the slow and gentle patterns of the earth itself, the brown color conjuring up images of mud and dirt. While not as exciting as other natural wonders such as waterfalls and wind-battered cliffs, its robust shades of brown reminds us of Mother Nature and the earth's crust, a simple miracle and the very sustenance that makes life possible. As the old proverb says, the most beautiful blossoms grow out of the thickest mud. When your feet are firmly anchored to the ground, you're literally on top of the world, giving you a fresh perspective on life's everyday joys. To access the healing benefits of your Mukhide crystal, we invite you to clear your schedule for 20 minutes for a 20-minute therapeutic session with this gentle but powerful stone. Its mellow and calming vibes make it an excellent stone for beginners, especially for its grounding and centering properties. If you're new to healing crystals and complementary healing arts, such as meditation, one of the biggest challenges is quieting an overactive mind, which can make you feel scattered and simply adrift. The Mukite crystal healing properties are known for supporting and strengthening the root chakra, which helps to anchor a lost soul securely to the earth and its ever-spinning gravitational force. The, plant, the planet gives and gives and gives, yet we really take notice of its miraculous bounty on our everyday routine. Try meditating with the Mukite crystal properties, and you'll be amazed of the subtle yet powerful centering effects on your psyche. Be reestablishing by, oh, sorry, <laughs> by reestablishing a strong connection to the earth, we can easily fall into its natural rhythm. The Mukite crystal meaning encourages us to step out of our comfort zone and approach life with a fresh perspective. Gaze at the Mukite crystal in thoughtful contemplation and let its youthful and vibrant energy remind you that life never gets old when you feel young at heart. We might be a little older in other places, but the Mukite crystal rocks when it comes to slowing the aging process. <laughs> no pen intended, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm really cheesy today. I do not know what it is. I do not know what kind of Kool-Aid I drank, but 
Laura's rocking the cheese ballness today. So sorry, continue on. It's medicine helps us maintain a vibrant and youthful perspective on life by reprogramming old unhealthy patterns with a renewed sense of self and an adventurous ready for anything attitude. Whenever you look at the Mukite crystal, use its down to earth vibes to remind yourself that you're never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. Hold tight to Mukite and stand before the great mystery of the universe like curious children on the brinks of incredible discoveries in life and in love. Okay, and then the message of Mukite stone is simple. A heart that loves is always young. That's really, I really love that. <laughs> I really love that article in general. I think they did a really great job, even though I stumbled over a good portion of it. <laughs> anyway, Mukite go and grab some. It is beautiful. It's amazing, especially if you really want some good grounding. And I feel like a lot of times when people get involved in any kind of stuff with med meditation and metaphysics and opening up your chakras, everybody gets super hung up on the higher chakras because they want all of the information. They want to get, you know, messages from spirit. They want to hear, you know, their, their spirit guides or see their spirit guides or, you know, have incredible dreams and you know do that kind of spiritual work which is great and it is it's super exciting it's super fun especially when you get those validations but i feel like a lot of the lower chakras sort of get they, they kind of get ignored in a way or just not as not as looked upon just because it's not as maybe as exciting but it is essential to take care of those lower chakras to ground yourself to get associated with the heartbeat of the earth and how it moves because it is our life force our life energy comes from the earth and so to ground yourself is to essentially take in our life force energy and it makes us even better and it makes us even actually it, it makes it easier for us to connect with divine because we are accessing our life force energy so pay attention to those lower chakras your root your sacral your solar plexus those are all extremely important chakras to pay attention to and get moving and get bright so anyhow get some mukite since this particular stone deals directly with those chakras so I'm done with the crystal of the week. This is like a record for me. In 10 minutes, I have finished <laughs> the crystal of the week. But you know, I have my Lorelei's picks that I wanted to go over. And I really love this pairing because you never would have thought to pair these two, but they actually have such an amazing combination together. And if you are in need of bolstering your creativity, a good combination would be carnelian and rhodochrosite. Now, some of you who understand what rhodochrosite is, that is a heart-opening crystal. And carnelian deals very much with your creativity, your manifestation area. And why would you pair rhodochrosite with carnelian? Well, rhodochrosite helps to open your heart and helps you be vulnerable, while carnelian usually sets up your creative nature and your sense of drive and passion to create and also for sexuality and everything. But this combination can help you pursue professional or personal projects from your highest potential because it's coming from a place that is very sacred to you, which is your heart, right? So 
you're utilizing these two energies in tandem to create something that's more meaningful. And so I feel like that that pair together is exceptional when it comes to creating and manifesting. So give it a try and see what you see what you think about it and let me know by messaging me or emailing me or sending me a voicemail or whatever you want. I got a Facebook page. I got an Instagram page. Let me know what you think of some of these pairings if you like them because I love them. They are amazing. They've worked wonders for me. So let me know what you think, you guys. So that is pretty much all of the crystals, all of them, mukite and carnelian and rhodochrosite for the Lorelei's picks. Now let's move on to the quote of the week. And I didn't see who this was by. Let me actually take a quick peek really quick and see if I can see. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is a unknown quote because when I looked it up, it looked like there was a lot of people that said similar things to this quote, but never really like verbatim this quote. So this is just posted by uh, fearless.soul. And um, this is what it says. I am never in control of what happens around me, but I am always in control of what happens within me. And I'm just saying that's unknown. It's an unknown quote because it doesn't really, I put it in the search engine and like all the things popped up about things that were like kind of like the quote, but not verbatim. So we're just saying it's unknown. So there you have it. That's the quote of the week. And we're moving right along into the topic of the week. And as you all know, if you've been listening, I've been doing the 12 laws of the universe. And we have covered so far the law of one, the law of vibration, the law of attraction, and the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. So today we're going to talk about the third law, which is the law of correspondence. And so this law, um, as a very quick excerpt of what it's about, this is off of the law of attraction.com forward slash 12 spiritual laws universe. And this is what they say. I think it's a really great, like kind of paraphrased or, you know, short and sweet definition. And they say the law of correspondence is directly related to the foundational law of divine oneness. The key idea here is that patterns repeat throughout the universe and that prominent patterns can also be found repeating on a very small scale. For example, think of the popular example of the spiral pattern that reappears in a huge number of places in the galaxy. Look for patterns in your own life and in your thinking and notice how they repeat elsewhere in the world. As you do so, consider the kind of kinds of pattern changes you might be able to make and how those will create change on a large scale. So do you see why I wanted to do all this, you guys? Because in reading some of these things, you're like, oh, law of correspondence. But like when you actually read it, it's like, damn, that's actually really important. <laughs> well, maybe it's just to me, but I... It's like, oh my God, yes, I see that. I see where you you see patterns on a large scale and then you also see it on the smaller scale, even when it comes to just our thought patterns. You know, you see patterns in in the greater expanding universe and how things look, even if you look at like start stellar nurseries and you look at, you know, uh, supernovas, but then you also see it even inside of our heads, you know, in 
the colors of our eyes you know you see those same patterns and it's amazing how those connections can be made even on such a small and large scale and how we are all connected and that's where the law of correspondence i believe comes into play so the law of correspondence so when i was researching some of the different articles i you know i came across a couple of them i was like yeah it's okay whatever but then this one i really liked and it's funny because the guy that wrote it he just puts by ryan that's it he doesn't put like a last name he doesn't put like a (laughs) he doesn't put like like a company he works for he's just like i'm ryan that's it (laughs) so thanks ryan i read your article and it's amazeballs so we're going to read it and it's off of um, absurdity.com forward slash law of correspondence. And this is by, by Ryan. <laughs> so this is what he says. He says, imagine having the power to predict the future. In a sense, this is possible. Underlying all natural phenomena are patterns of behavior, universal laws that govern every level of existence, big and small. Ancient philosophers, known as the Hermetics, discovered that there is a relation between everything in the known universe and labeled this principle the law of correspondence. The law of correspondence states that there is harmony, agreement, relation, and correspondence between the laws and phenomena of the various planes of being and life. Patterns that exist in the micro exist in the macro. Patterns that exist in the physical world also exist in the spiritual plane. Correspondence was one of the Hermetic's most favored laws for predicting unknown phenomena. Despite existing 6,000 plus years ago, the Hermetic still managed to predict scientific discoveries that are happening today in the field of quantum physics. Master the second Hermetic principle of the correspond- of correspondence and you'll have predictive powers unseen by the likes of most ordinary men. Now he has a video on here. So if you are like interested in watching videos as opposed to like reading things, this is a really great video and I encourage you to watch it. So I'm going to continue on with the article though. Planes of existence. And this is where it starts to get real juicy. Since the material, mental, and spiritual planes emanate from a single source, the all, as he calls it, all in caps, the all characteristics of the all reflect equally among each the hermetics divide the universe into three great planes of existence physical mental and spiritual however the divisions are merely artificial and arbitrary all three great great planes are but ascending degrees of the same thing the lowest point being undifferentiated matter and the highest being spirit Most people assume a plane is as flat surface, but the planes of existence go beyond normal dimensions of space, such as length, breadth, and height. In fact, the planes are differentiated by a different dimension, vibration. The law of vibration states that all things are in motion. Everything vibrates. By correspondence, this is also true for the various planes. In this case, then, the planes only differ in their rate of vibration. The terms physical, mental, and spiritual are arbitrary divisions to indicate groups of certain rates of vibration. The seven minor planes of existence. 
Each great plane of existence is also subdivided into seven minor planes, which are also divided into seven subdivisions. Once again, though, these are only arbitrary labels, so we won't spend too much time on each. However, we will quickly describe the seven planes of existence comprising each great plane. Yeah, because it starts to get a little bit heavy, but it's but it's still very interesting. So bear with me, guys. It's going to be awesome. The great physical plane. The physical plane consists of all matter, energy, and force, as proven by Einstein's equation E equals mc squared. Matter and energy can be converted into one another. So matter is merely energy at a lower vibration. And these are the seven minor planes. So he's listed the first three as the plane of matter, a, B, and C. Those are the first three. The fourth is the plane of ethereal substance, and five, six, and seven are the plane of energy, A, B, and C, respectively. Let's take a look at what each subdivision entails. The plane of matter, liquids, solids, gases. The plane of matter, oh, I'm sorry, the plane of matter A, liquids, solids, and gases. The plane of matter B, certain higher and more subtle forms of matter of which modern science is now discovering, such as radiant matter. The plane of matter C, comprised of the most subtle and tenuous matter, the existence of which is not suspected by ordinary scientists. The plane of ethereal substance, a substance of extreme tenuity and elasticity, pervading all universal space and acting as a medium for the transmission of waves of energy such as light, heat, electricity, etc., serves as a connecting link between matter and energy, takes on characteristics of both. The plane of energy, A, ordinary forms of energy known, as, known to science, heat, light, magnetism, electricity, and attraction, or gravitational cohesion, chemically affin chemical affinity, and etc. Those are all attractive forces. The plane of energy B, not yet discovered by science. And finally, the plane of energy C, bears many of the characteristics of quote-unquote life, but which is not recognized by the minds of men. Divine power. The beings employing divine power are considered gods to men. The great mental plane. The mental plane and its various divisions consists of all mental phenomena that occurs within the universal mind. The subdivisions are as follows. So there's seven. The plane of mineral mind, the plane of elemental mind, the plane of plant mind. Oh, I'm sorry. The plane of the plane of mineral mind is one. Two, the plane of elemental mind, A. The plane of plant mind, the plane of elemental mind, B the plane of animal mind, the plane of elemental mind C, and the plane of human mind is seven. Each mental plane consists of states and conditions of the units or entities that animates the physical forms. These entities should not be confused with the molecules, atoms, and corpuscles themselves, which are only the material forms of these entities, just as man's body is his material form and not himself so that goes to this whole saying of our souls having a human experience right because our material form is just the container in which our soul is being is residing right so just man's body is his material form and not himself the mental planes animate matter 
in particular harmonies on the physical plane. Some would refer to the mental planes as souls. For example, the plane of the mineral mind is essentially the driving force behind mineral and chemical harmonies, attractions, repulsions, cohesions, etc. The pattern repeats itself in higher developed life forms, such as plants, animals, and humans. Some scientific minds would even go as far as to say that the desire, will, emotions, feelings of atoms vary only in degree of that of humans. The elemental planes are quote-unquote states and conditions that affect harmonies between each kingdom of existence. For example, the plane of elemental mind A is composed of the various patterns or forces that guide the way in which minerals and plants interact with one another. The same applies to the elemental planes B and C, which connect plants to animals and animals to humans, respectively. Elemental planes are like the black keys on a piano. Although the white keys are sufficient to play music, there are certain melodies, scales, and harmonies in which the black keys are necessary. Lastly, it's important to re restate that each one of these seven minor planes is also divided into seven additional subplanes. We won't go into detail on each one of those for the sake of simplicity, but it's interesting to note that humanity mostly exists on the fourth subplane of human mind. However, throughout history, there have been individuals who have ascended to the fifth, sixth, and seventh levels of the plane of the human mind. Do we remember about talking about this on the law of oneness? Do we remember talking about Christ being on the third plane of density and then accessing his fourth density, human mindness, or his fourth density understanding and how, or in his fourth density wisdom? So I think that this is interesting how it's all kind of coinciding here, but he calls it the plane of human mind. These people become figures of legend, such as Buddha, Jesus Christ, Einstein, and Leonardo da Vinci, just to name a few. It has taken hundreds of thousands of years of human spiritual development to reach the fourth plane of human mind, and will likely take many, many more to ascend as a whole to the fifth, sixth, and seventh subdivisions. The Great Spiritual Plane The spiritual world is completely unknown to us since humans have not yet ascended to higher mental planes. All we can do is use the law of correspondence to make assumptions about the entities that exist within the Great Spiritual Plane. To the entities on the spiritual dimension, we are like minerals and chemicals, seemingly unconscious. Yet, spiritual states still do manifest in the spiritual world. Oh, I'm sorry. Yet spiritual states still do manifest in the physical world. The creative energy of spirit is incomprehensible to humans, so it is usually referenced with words such as divine grace and retribution in the great myths of humanity. The spiritual realm contains entities which we'd call angels, archangels, demigods, and gods. Their powers go far beyond human conception. However, even the entities on the spiritual plane come from the all, so just as humans are, they too are subject to its laws. Harmony of Laws The seven hermetic laws of the universe affect the spiritual plane just as they affect the mental and physical planes since all are held in the mind of the all. For example, vibration exists on all levels. In fact, 
The very thing differentiating each plane are their degrees of vibration. Polarity, as well, manifests on each plane. Matter, energy, and spirit seem to be opposites, but are part of one greater whole. Like the rise and fall of ocean waves on the physical plane, the mental and spiritual realms have their own ebb and flow of phenomena, the law of rhythm. Correspondence exists between all seven laws and all three great planes. Live the natural laws. The universal principle of correspondence is the glue that ties all hermetic laws together. For this reason, it's the first law addressed in the hermetic teachings of the ooh, Kybalion. Did I say that right? K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N. Ooh, there's somebody out there saying, nope, that's not right. <laughs> Kybalion. As you continue your study of universal laws, keep in mind the relation between each one. Go about your daily life and look for examples of each law and the physical phenomena around you. Take this to the next level and see if you can extrapolate physical occurrences across multiple disciplines. See what you can learn about the mental plane through your engagement with the physical world. Knowledge of underlying universal patterns allows you to quickly understand unknown phenomena that the majority of humans are blind to. Practice the art of correspondence and you become one of the few innovative geniuses of your time. So the other thing that I wanted to address is the fact that the law of correspondence speaks to patterns and we all have thought patterns that are either really good or they're not so good, right? So I think the law of correspondence is one that draws you to those thought patterns and those patterns maybe in your life. So maybe you are in a pattern of, let's take a really easy example. Let's say in relationships, you find yourself in a pattern of finding the same type of person and you just come to this realization and you want to change it. So the law of correspondence engages you to really introspect on what it is that you need to do differently to stop the pattern. Or let's say that you have a really good pattern. You know, you have, you eat really well, you exercise, you have a really good way of keeping this human container, <laughs> this body that we have, this vessel healthy, and you want to you want to share this knowledge with others so that they can take care of their bodies and their and their way of life and thus bolstering them into a healthy lifestyle and you do that by making videos on youtube or social media or having going to a gym and having like an exercise class there are so many ways that you can bolster a good thought pattern and a good lifestyle pattern so I think that the, the law of correspondence is a way for us to teach ourselves and others how to appropriate good thought patterns and good lifestyle patterns by taking a look at our own and then taking a look at others and seeing what we need to do to change to better our situation here. So anyway, that's pretty much it. That is the law of correspondence. That covers mukite, that covers uh, Lorelei's pics of carnelian erotochrosite, and our beautiful quote, which is unknown who wrote it, actually. I'm never in control of what happens around me, but I am always in control of what happens within me. And doesn't that speak to what we were talking about with the law of correspondence? 
You are totally in control of what happens within you. So look within and find a way to make it the best life possible for yourself by changing patterns or bolstering the good patterns that you have already. So that's pretty much it, you guys. I hope that you liked all the stuff that I researched for you today. And I truly look forward to talking to you again next week with more wonderful things and another law to go over and another crystal to talk about. And I hope that you really enjoy your your weekend. And hopefully it's not snowing or, you know, (laughs) I hope it's great. It's great weather where you are so you can go out and enjoy yourself. At any rate, it's great talking to you all again. And I really look forward to talking to you again next week. Until then, love and light to you all. If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.